0: So I'm recording this on Monday the 2nd of November 2020. On Friday night, news started to leak that yet again the UK was going into lockdown and sure enough, at about seven o'clock on Saturday night, the lockdown was announced. It's going to be a tough one, this one. It's going to be at least a month and I think that, if I'm honest, is being pretty conservative if that isn't the right word to use. This lockdown Starting on Thursday is undoubtedly going to be tougher financially and more importantly tougher psychologically than probably the first one ever was. As this time we're heading into it in the middle of winter, it's going to be cold, it's going to be wet it's going to be grey. I hear myself use those words so many times when I'm recording a podcast, but this lockdown is going to be hard. And so this is a very short podcast, I think, which really is just talking about some of the things we're considering over the coming weeks, possibly coming months, the things that we're going to have to do, the things that we are going to try to stay on top of to keep us positive, to keep us motivated, to keep us successful. I'm Paul, and this is the Mastering Portrait Photography Podcast. (laughs) So when the announcement broke on Saturday, I have to admit, I sat with my head in my hands to a degree, though anyone who didn't see uh, a second lockdown coming was frankly naive. There was no way we were going to avoid it. The science, the bit of this puzzle is in the end, the science was telling the government, was telling the politicians, is still telling the politicians that if we don't do something, if it isn't dramatic, if it isn't drastic, and if it isn't totally across the country, then the sheer number of hospitalizations will swamp, will swamp the NHS. Those messages have been coming out for about six weeks anyway. It's taken that long for this government to notice. But now they have, we're going into a lockdown and it's going to be pretty draconian. I have to be honest, in spite of me predicting it, it doesn't mean that I'm happy that it's happened. Far from it. At this time of year, of course, every photographer, every professional photographer, certainly those based around the social market, based around um, normal uh, consumers is going to find things really tough because this is the time of the year when we make most of our money. I haven't had a chance yet to talk to anyone in the hospitality industry, but I can only imagine they're sitting with their head in their hands, Uh, probably more than even we are. Um, So I wanted to record this podcast. One of the things about me is I find social media, if I'm honest, I find it really frustrating. Now, I know this week's been amazing and thank you so much to everybody Everybody who sent me messages from across the globe. And I I mean, I literally mean that. We've had messages from Australia, America, Canada, Asia, Africa. We've had messages from absolutely everywhere congratulating us on our award. And I have to say thank you because most of those messages, slightly ironically for me, have come through social media, in spite of the fact that I find it really hard. Why do I find social media hard? Well, On the whole, I find it's a combination of right now there's a lot of anger and angst amongst, certainly amongst everyone in the industry, particularly the photography industry, uh, but also the broader wedding industry. And I find that really, really hard to constantly be reading. And also there's the other part of it, which is there are now lots of people shouting at me about what I should be doing. And both of those standpoints, the anger, the angst and being shouted at, just play with my head. It makes me feel miserable and it makes me feel insecure. And so for now, I'm going to stay away from social media to a degree um, just because I need to stay sane. I need to stay motivated. I need, I need to stay positive at this time. I cannot possibly suggest to photographers what you should do in this situation. I've got no idea of what everybody's businesses are. I've got no idea of how everyone earns their primary living, what their home situation is, what their finances are like, what their customer base is like. It's so varied. And that's another reason I get really frustrated when people said, you should do these six steps. Who knows what six steps each business uh, will, will need to take. And who the hell am I to tell everyone in our industry what you need to do. You know, once again, weddings are being moved and portraits are being cancelled. Even today, that's precisely what's happened on our email and on our phones. But what I can do, what I can do is to go through some of the things that we're going to be doing here in this business. I can't tell you what you should do. I can only tell you what I am doing. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know whether I'm helping or not. And of course, if it's not helping, turn this podcast off. Don't listen to me. You don't have to. You certainly don't have to agree with it. You certainly don't have to do any of it. I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it really. I suppose what I'm saying is, given the position we hold here in the industry now, lots of people will be thinking, well, it's all right for you. Well, we have the same problems as everybody else does. We have the same emails, the same phone calls, the same confusion over what is happening. So uh, for the past couple of days, ever since uh, Saturday night, Sarah and I have spent a couple of days just talking about the steps that we need to take, the things that we need to do. It's not advice or a jabbing finger telling you how to survive the second lockdown of this year. It's just a list of things that we're going to do to try and make the best of what can only be considered of a very, very bad lot. So the first thing on the list <laughs> you watch, I'll start by going one, two, and then end up going C, D, E. I always get muddled up. Uh, the first thing we're doing is we're being very positive. Now that's not enough. You can't be positive and expect that to rescue a business. I can't expect that out of this business. I need to be proactive. I need to be ingenious. I need to be energetic. I need to be hardworking. But none of those things are possible if I'm not Positive. positive. doesn't fix things, but being negative has a real impact on the business. Positivity won't change this business, but negativity certainly will. And on top of that, being negative will not attract our clients to us. If I start putting out negative vibes, do you think for a minute somebody's going to want to come and be photographed here? Of course not. So in everything we do and everything we say, we're going to stay positive positive. I have not done this. I haven't made this problem. We've run our business really well. And if anything, this is where some of the anger comes from too. When I get cross, because those moments happen, particularly when the rain's battering on the window and I've had yet another cancellation, of course I'm angry. Of course I'm frustrated. We'd built this business so well, so carefully. And yet here I am being completely battered by a situation that I had nothing, nothing to do with. So we're going to just keep on top of the positivity, keep motivating each other. And I don't just mean myself and my wife, Sarah. I mean the whole team. That's me, Sarah and Michelle. Now, lockdown wasn't really a complete surprise. The only surprise has been how late it is, how long it's going to be, and in the end, how we heard about it. Which is to say, watching The Last Leg on Friday night on Channel 4, whatever time that was, about 10 o'clock was it, when uh, they started to break the news and it started to appear on Twitter and that's how we heard. Uh, quickly, though, on a note of positivity, uh, I just wanted to say thank you to a lady. I'm guessing is called Helen Whitney. Her iTunes or her Apple ID is Whitney Helen, and she's left us a review on iTunes, and it's just a few words uh, that she left us, and it just it's those reviews. That We're now turning to it's the feedback from our clients. It's the imagery that we've created over the past couple of years that are going to keep us buoyant and upbeat because we know if we have an opportunity, if we have an opportunity to pick up the camera, that's what we can do. And, And actually today, although today's my quiet day. I don't answer the phones on a Monday, is we have already booked all of tomorrow. I'm going to be working with the hearing dogs. And then on Wednesday, we're going to be filling the diary with as many shoots as we can move forwards. Um, Obviously, as of Thursday, as as far as we can tell at this point in time, we're shut down. Now, that's not to say we can't do commercial photography, but commercial photography for me is face to face. I don't yet know what that means. We're looking into the rules. We don't seem to be get any clarity on it. I know the government is due to publish a proper list on Wednesday. And as soon as that comes out, we will take it apart because we want to be able to do two things. If we can, we want to be able to do our job. But more importantly, we want to be able to do it safely and within the guidelines. I'm not going to try and break any rules. That would be frankly foolhardy, not just from a business point of view, but from the fact that if we can all behave ourselves over the next four weeks, there's a chance, there is just a chance that they'll be able to lift lift the lockdown at the beginning of December. If we don't, and if we all get this wrong, well, this lockdown is going to carry on all the way through until March. And I don't want to be in this position still in March. So we are going to play by the rules. We're going to do our bit. Um, But if I can find a way of creating imagery, creating portraits, maybe one-to-one headshot shoots, and if we can do it safely and in a way where there's no risk uh, then of course I will do so. Uh, but we still have to understand those rules. I'm still working those out. Uh, first things we're going to do is we are looking at the furlough options for here, for here, for us rather here in the business. <laughs> this is one of those podcasts. This is an unedited podcast. You might even get to hear this without any music on it because I really am just sitting and recording this uh, and brain dumping down the things we're doing uh, because it feels that that's appropriate. Maybe I will get the theme tune in, but who knows? Uh, So apologies for any fluffs. So the first thing we're going to be doing is looking at the furlough options for the three of us here. Once we understand exactly what the rules and the finances look like, uh, then we'll figure out whether we're going to be standing down, whether we'll do a little bit of work or whether we'll be half time or something. I won't really know that for next day or two, because at the end of the day, I've got to figure out the cash flow. And that's what Sarah's doing just at the moment. So she'll be going through our cash projections for the next one, two, three, four months. Now, we have pretty good models of this business. We have had them for 12 years, 15 years, maybe. The problem is, of course, they don't really apply because all of our traditional modelling is chucked out the window. If you took out November from any year, the model for that year and the, the subsequent year is completely screwed. November is traditionally a very big month for us. We take a lot of closing out orders from shoots we did during the year, and we also take quite a few wedding bookings for next year. And clearly you can see that when we're closed in November, I can't do either of those things, and I've got no way of knowing whether we'll still get the orders in December, whether we'll still get the wedding bookings in December, given who knows when they're going to start allowing weddings to be properly buoyant again. So our, our models are not particularly accurate but we are still working out various scenarios running into 2021 and I guess in the end running into 2022. Uh, so that's going on in the background. Sarah's already working on that. Uh, we're also contacting all of our clients or have been contacting all of our clients. I'm recording this at 10 past five on Monday. So I suspect all of that is now done and dusted. Uh, and we've been contacting them to see if we can get anyone who's in the diary in November to come in before Thursday. We've already had to move a few weddings and we'll work with those guys to make sure their process process is as seamless as we can. And also to try and keep their excitement, you know, at the end of the day, it's still their wedding. Yes, all right, we're moving it. And yes, that's not great, but they'll be really nervous about whether we're going to move the booking with them, whether we can find new dates. So we're going to work really hard to make sure they still feel good about their date. And still feel excited about working with us because if I do it any other way, I don't want to dull the excitement on our side for the wedding, not for our clients, not for us, not for the venue, not for anybody. Uh, We're also going to get on top of all the orders and make sure anything that would normally have had, let's say, a mid-November deadline. We're going to try and get all of those in uh, before the Thursday lockdown or Friday, maybe by the end of the week, in case myself and Sarah are furloughed. Uh, next thing we're going to do, I'm going to finally shoot the Christmas card. Now, our Christmas card is always, always late. Um, I try my best, but I never seem to come up with an idea and this year I haven't either. I'm in a little bit of a quandary about whether to, whether to make it funny and allude to all things to do with COVID. You know, a picture of Santa Claus who's got to use a one-way system. Uh, you go down the chimney and come out the door so you don't have to mix with anybody else. Or maybe, I don't know, reindeers at two metres distance. I'm, I'm not entirely certain yet um, or whether I go down a normal road of shooting something. I'm not sure necessarily. I want to remember COVID in my Christmas cards. Uh, I I think maybe it's something I'll want to forget about, but we'll see. Uh, So I'm going to do that. I'm going to get in over the next four weeks, a much needed exercise. I had to laugh at myself the other day. Uh, After having got off a spin bike, I stood in front of the mirror and I did that thing. I did that thing that you see so much of on Instagram. I took a picture of myself in the mirror. I know. I'm really embarrassed about it. But I figured, well, I'd like to know whether what I'm doing is going to work. And I'd like to know whether or I'd like to know what a difference it makes. And so I did quietly take a picture of myself in the mirror and then laughed at myself. Uh, I only took one. Unlike me, normally as a photographer, I take five. But I took just one. I looked suitably round. You know, 52 years old and slumped. Slumped is a good word. Uh, So I will let you know. I doubt I will ever show anyone. Not even Sarah knows I've taken that picture. Uh, I doubt I'll ever show anyone. But I've got it there as reference. Uh, So far, so good. Since getting a spin bike, I've been on it every day. Uh, And I really like, I just find it really cathartic. And I actually find that doing some exercise um, and stretching and various other bits and pieces really helps with my head more than anything else, it helps with my head game. If I've done some exercise, I used to run. Unfortunately, I screwed my knees running and haven't been able to do that for quite a few years. And so I'm really hoping that by doing some exercise, getting my weight down, I'd like to lose a stone before Christmas if I can, only so that I've got the capacity to drink it back on, obviously. (laughs) Uh, But I do find in my head, I'm a lot more positive. It just eases some of the anxiety. And let's face it, nearly all of us, nearly all of us are going to be anxious to some degree just at the moment. I'm not at all worried about being locked down. I'm seeing being locked in as an opportunity, an opportunity to get on top of so many different things. The problem is, of course, it's an opportunity to earn no revenue. And this being such an important month, a pivotal month in our year, um, my biggest head game is trying to not be utterly terrified um, about the money. So the spin bike really, really, really is helping. Uh, I'm going to be recording a load more mastering portrait photography videos. Obviously, we can't have people in the studio, or at least that's our understanding just at the moment. So the videos will almost all be on Photoshop and techniques that you can apply um, around your images. Maybe we'll do some on workflow management, colour management. I've no idea yet, uh, but I'm going to try and do stuff that I can do. And that's on the mastering portrait photography side, uh, rather on this side. And of course, also, uh, even now I've got an article that's half written for Professional Photo Magazine. I'm writing columns for both N Photo Magazine, the unofficial Nikon Magazine, and Professional Photo Magazine. Uh, which are both brilliant to do. So I've got uh, a couple of those to write for each magazine. So I get those done. The studio, I'm sitting here in the studio recording this one. It's not nearly it's not nearly as nice as recording it in our rooms in the cottage at home. And it's also a little bit more echoey. It's funny, I'd never noticed how echoey the studio is uh, till I recorded it somewhere else. Uh, all of the screens, everything's just reflecting sound. Uh, but I'm looking around and there's so much that I haven't sorted out in the studio. It's going to have to cost nothing we are going to have to get our expenditure to the floor. So it's not that I can afford to go out and buy new shelves, new monitors, new printers or any of that stuff. But what I can do is get on top of tidying the place up. Um, I've got plenty of stocks of old timber and shelves that we could use if I wanted to put some new stuff up. (laughs) We need, actually, I need a new shelf. Our trophy shelf is full. (laughs) I do actually feel quite good about that. Of course, you know, the last couple of weeks have been a game of two halves. On the one half, I won a big award or two. The next day or the next, you know, two weeks later, we're in lockdown for a month. Uh, Slightly, uh, definitely a month of two halves. Uh, But I need another shelf. It's full. I can't put anything on there and I am not getting rid of my virtual Formula One racing trophy. I won it on a friend's stag weekend and uh, 18 of us racing. It's basically um, PlayStation for big boys. It's brilliant. And I never win anything like that, particularly as there were a couple of teenagers race, racing against us. Nope, I won it. And that is my pride and joy. The trophy that I won <laughs> while on a virtual karting. So I'm not getting rid of that to make space for the other trophies. Uh, but I do think I might need to build some new shelves. Um, I've got lots of stuff to do around the house, me and Sarah. have got lots of bits to do, apart from anything else. I've got to find a permanent home for a spin bike. Uh, We've just had the roof done because it was definitely cold and wet in the room that that's going to go in. Uh, And thankfully, uh, we had that sorted this last week. So although the rain is tipping down outside, at least now I can dry the room out uh, and uh, put the spin bike in there. Uh, On top of that, of course, one of the things I'm going to do in the end is I'm going to watch... A lot of Repair Shop, which is a great programme on BBC One. Strictly Come Dancing, of course, and The Great British Bake Off. Because in the end, there is nothing, there is nothing, the little glue, glamour, glitter and gluten cannot fix, at least in my head. I can't tell you, I cannot tell you that everything is going to be okay. No one can. I find it frustrating when people try. But all I can do is take control of the bits that I can take control of. I can take control of my health as best I can. I can take control of my environment. I can certainly take control of the attitude that I bring towards this. It isn't my fault. I've done nothing wrong. I'm going to keep fighting and keep doing everything in my power to make this business a success and to be there for when our clients need us. And that is it. That is all I have. I hope this podcast has come across, I really hope this podcast is coming across the way I meant it to be, which is not preachy. I can't tell anyone how it's going to be. I can't, I have no way of knowing what everyone else's situation is, but I just wanted to record what's going on here and how we feel about it. You know, it's too easy for everyone to be out there preaching at me about marketing strategies and how I should take advantage of, you know, families now it's really important that they have fit pictures of themselves. I don't like those messages because I don't really want to take advantage of this situation. I'm going to do everything I my I can in my power, of course I am, to make this business a success, but it will not be at the expense of others. And it will not be by taking advantage of people's raw emotions and nerves and shredded families and all of the feelings that people are going through. That's not how we're going to do this. I'm going to do it positively and I'm going to do it by caring. And that's all I have. And so what I hope is an upbeat note. I really hope you're doing okay. If you are directly affected by COVID, our thoughts are with you all of us in the country are going to be affected indirectly by COVID through the lockdown and through the economic impacts of it. And I hope that you find ways of steering your way through it. You can always email me if you have questions or observations. If you've got this far, you haven't at least got upset by this podcast. uh, My email is paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. That's paul at paulwilkinsonphotography.co.uk. You can always email and I will always get back to you. Until next time, please stay safe and remember whatever else, be kind to yourself. Take care.